Fab Lab Podcast, episode 65, Saltwater Coffee. Welcome to the Fab Lab, the stone industry's only podcast dedicated exclusively to the business side of your stone shop, where we focus on improving operations inside the business so we can experience more life outside of it. So let's get down to business. Welcome back to the Fab Lab Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Crowley. So glad to be tuned in with you. Flying solo here in this episode, uh, taking a little trip away from the shop, away from the office, away from my co-host, Wes Rice. So doing this episode all alone, actually on vacation. Kind of an interesting little note. I did not take my cell phone and I did not take my computer and I instructed my staff to not call me under any circumstances. And so I'm here with you, though. Wanted to make sure that we get the next episode of the Fab Lab podcast out. I'm so glad that you tuned in today. I got a fantastic topic we're going to briefly cover. It's so relevant for those who want to build the business side of their stone shops. And so here I am on vacation this morning, beautiful morning, about 5 o'clock, you know, kind of disrupted by the time zone, wide awake. The sun's just coming up over this beautiful island. I grab my fly rod. I walk down onto the beach, and there's this concrete kind of break wall. It's about two feet out of the water. I take my coffee cup down there, my Yeti cup full of coffee, freshly brewed. I'm down there on the end of this concrete pier, and about every tenth wave is washing just up and over this concrete wall that I'm standing on, casting my fly out into this little uh, into this little flat out in front of the house that we've rented. And I was thinking, I wonder if that's going to knock my coffee cup off. But I was so excited to get down there and start fishing that I just I put that cup down and I started casting. And sure enough. <laughs> minute or two later, wave comes up and over, knocks my coffee cup from between my legs and into the water, and the waves are pushing it along that break wall up towards the sand. And I did not want to lose that coffee cup for a couple of reasons. Sentimental value, but it was full of a brand new cup of coffee, so I'm skedaddling down this rough, nasty, jagged concrete wall trying to catch it. I'm, 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 I'm thrusting my arm down there trying to grab it. I keep missing it. It's tumbling further and further. I finally reach down there. I grab the thing. And just as I grab it, my almost brand new Costa sunglasses fall off my face and they fall into the water. So I put my cup up on the wall. And at this point, I jump down into the water trying to retrieve my sunglasses. I retrieved them. I scrambled back up onto the wall and I decided I'm going to put that coffee cup in my pocket if I'm going to keep it out of the ocean. And every single sip of coffee after that had salt water taste in it. Even though that little magnetic lid was closed on the top of it, enough salt water got down into there. And I drank almost that entire cup of coffee and every single swig had a salt water flavor to it. So that's the episode, salt water coffee. But the destination, the place that I'm at, this vacation is really, quite frankly, irrelevant to this episode of the Fab Lab podcast. The means... The transportation, the way with which we got here is what is important. It's about a five and a half hour flight. Not going to mention where it's at. About a five and a half hour flight from Portland. And I got a great story about the flight when we landed here at our destination. But before we get to that and before we get to this topic of the Fab Lab podcast, I want to mention a word from our sponsor. Before I do, I want to mention that we've picked up two brand new sponsors in the last week. I'm sure you've heard of both of them. We're not quite ready to announce it yet. We're still working out the details, but we've got two new sponsors in addition to the Stone Fabricators Alliance. The audience is growing and the sponsorship is growing, and that is so exciting, and I'm so grateful. I'm so, I, I consider it such a privilege to be with you and, and to be doing this journey alongside you. So anyway, really exciting news. But in the meantime, 
Back to this sponsor. The sponsor of this episode is FabricatorsFriend.com. And they have an announcement as well. It's a teaser. It's an announcement, short on details, but high on impact. FabricatorsFriend.com is adding a brand new product line to its lineup. You know they've got stone sleeves. You know they've got the bulletproof aprons, standard and deluxe. And you know they've got the fab coat. But they are actually expanding their line of products for the stone industry. And, and, and as a stone shop owner, testing some of these products is absolutely incredible. We have very high standards in our stone shop, and I have very high standards for sponsorship. If a sponsor comes to us that I cannot endorse and wholeheartedly stand behind it as a product or a service that we use in our business, I absolutely cannot consider it. And we've been approached by others. Unfortunately, we don't use the products. At least we don't use them yet. And so the answer's been no. But Fabricator's Friend is expanding its product line. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Testing products right now, verifying that they are second to none in terms of the quality and the service that they provide. So make sure that you keep an eye out at FabricatorsFriend.com for this brand new product line that's about to be revealed. So now back to our episode. How does saltwater coffee have anything to do with the business side of running a stone shop? Well, actually, it has everything to do. When you consider the mode of transportation, we flew to this island. Five and a half hour flight. My kids were really excited. My older kids were really excited. My younger kids, my two little girls, ages two and four, they were like bouncing off the seats. They were so, so excited to be on this trip. Five and a half hours later, we land. We're taxiing up to the gate. We get an announcement from the pilot. That the plane at the gate we're supposed to be pulling up to can't be leaving. We get a notification from the pilot that the plane at our gate is undergoing maintenance. And it's going to be 45 minutes before that maintenance is complete so that we can pull up to the gate and actually deplane. Talk about a groan of disbelief from about 300 passengers on that plane when they realized after that five and a half hour flight we were going to be waiting for another 45 minutes. But you know the first thought that occurred to me? was, oh my gosh, what a great topic for the Fab Lab podcast because maintenance is so incredibly important. Being on a commercial airline, being on a commercial flight is probably the single safest place you can possibly be. And so when I heard this, I thought, isn't that funny? There are so many parallels between airline maintenance, airplane maintenance, and the systems and procedures and methodologies that I like to talk about as being so important in the business side of running a stone shop. And so I want to talk about that today in today's episode. So here are the two principles. Number one, just like in flight, the realities of running a stone shop, the customer, equipment, people, processes, the material itself, it's under enormous strain. When you're cutting or CNCing or milling or shaping natural stone, major strain is put on that material. When you're dealing with human beings, when your employees are having to interface with customers that are oftentimes upset, in many cases unreasonable, it puts strain on your business. When your equipment has been functioning for a long time, if it hasn't been maintained, there's enormous strain placed on those components. So the fact is we've got to do routine and regular maintenance within our businesses. We've got to become aware. We've got to be reminded. We've got to recognize the fact that just like defying gravity puts insane, unimaginable strain on an aircraft, 
Those realities within our businesses are being, those components, they're being stressed. They're being pressed. There are forces that are always pushing down on those elements of our business. And we've got to understand that if we don't have an airplane industry type approach to those systems, it's just a matter of time before something's going to break down and it's going to cause a major blow up in our business. You know, if the airline industry doesn't maintain their planes, then planes crash. And if we don't maintain the systems and the people and the processes, our profits crash. So that's number one. We got to understand that there is amazing force quite frankly, negative force being applied to every facet of our business at all times. And so we've got to recognize that and we've got to be prepared to do ongoing, regular, routine maintenance on everything within our business. That's number one. There's got to be discipline. You've got to have standards. You've got to have checklists. And then you've got to have oversight. So this is the second principle. Once we recognize there's an opportunity Once we recognize that there is a potential problem in our business, now we've got to figure out how to deal with it. How do we set up systems within our businesses to compensate for that strain that's put on it day in and day out on the equipment, on the people, on the material, on the processes, on the business itself? How do we maintain all of those systems within our business? Well, I want to just share a quick story just to illustrate. I don't want to you know, I don't want to go so into depth on this. I talk about it a lot here on the Fab Lab podcast. I talked about it extensively in my book, Less Chaos, More Cash. The process, the three-step process for assigning tasks to positions, defining results, and then designing operations. Same thing applies here, but I want to actually just share a checklist and then a process that we use within our business to maintain that discipline so that our countertops actually get to the destination we want them to get to, (laughs) which is the customer's home the first time on time as promised. So I want to share a checklist that we use in one facet of the business and then a process that we use to create oversight, to in a sense create redundancy, to create that discipline that makes sure that that checklist is followed. It's in our finishing department. Now, we've got two finishers that do all of that detail work in our company. We do about seven to eight, maybe nine kitchens a week. Those two finishers do all of the finishing. At the end of every job, they fill out a finisher's checklist. It's got about 10 items on it. They fill out their name. They fill out the job. They fill out the date. And then they run through that checklist to make sure that all the work that they've done, all those critical components that we need to basically double-check, that they've double-checked themselves. It's basically self-oversight, if you will. But we don't leave it at that. They put that checklist in the clear folder with the work order, and then the last step in the process is for them to go notify our production manager. Now, our production manager has an actual written, documented process. It follows the order of operations that I've talked about on the podcast and I've talked about in my book, a step-by-step, standardized series of review for doing countertop QC, the quality control. Countertops are not allowed to be taken down from finishing tables and put on a cart staged for install until that final procedure has been performed by a production manager. Even though our lead finisher, 10 or 11 years with the business, our other finisher, five plus years in the business, they hardly ever make mistakes. They're incredibly disciplined, incredibly focused. They do a great job every single day. But the fact is, they're human. The fact is, They're human beings, and they are subject to the same sort of 
realities that you and I as owners are subject to. We can, in a weak moment, rationalize or justify or take a shortcut because there's another job coming right behind it. Oh, it's white quartz. You really can't see those scratches in the edge detail that well. Oh, you know what? The installers, they'll go ahead and take care of those faucets if we don't get them cored. You know what? In a weak moment, we can let those things slide and our standards can begin to drift. And when that happens, the outcome begins to break down. It becomes less predictable. The system begins to break down. So we have put in place a procedure, a production manager, even if those two individuals in our finishing department who do a very good job, if they take a job down, even after 10 in a row, they call for the production manager. He comes over. He does his QC procedure, signs off. Yep, you can take that down, stage it for install. Let's say they go through 10 in a row where he doesn't have to recommend anything. 10 jobs are perfect. If in a weak moment, they pull a job down, put it on a cart and stage it for install. If a production manager hasn't QC'd it, he will require them to put that job back up on the tables. Yes, take the other countertops down. Put the last job back up so that I can perform the QC. Now, that's not a procedure that a production manager thought up to make life miserable for his finishers. That was something I required as a double check because we were having problems with jobs being completely finished with great regularity. And so we put this system, this redundancy, this procedure, this process in place as the owner of the company. I'm like the CEO of the airline. I'm not out there double checking stuff. I'm out there talking to the mechanics every day, although I go out there and talk with my finishers on a pretty regular basis. But you get the point. You've got to create that stratification. You've got to create that separation so that that discipline can be imposed. You see, in a weak moment, my production manager might feel sorry for those finishers who've been working really hard, working long hours. Great job, great job, great job. He might go, I just can't bring myself to do that. I can't tell those guys to put that job back up. You know what? Most likely, the job's going to be done right. Most likely, it's just like the other 10 that they've done. But you know what? As soon as you rationalize that, as soon as you justify compromising with your standards, that drift begins to take place. And it's just a matter of time before something significant breaks down and suffers for lack of maintenance. And that's what this is. This is a series, a layered approach as the owner I want these standards followed, so I put a production manager in charge of oversight, and then we have a checklist for the finishers to follow. And so those layers have greatly increased. It's maybe not quite as um, a success rate as the airlines have with you know getting planes safely to the destination. Like I said, it's like probably the safest place on the face of the earth you could possibly be is in an airline in the United States because of how systemized that maintenance has become and how much oversight and how much redundancy there is and how there's no compromise. That's why it's so safe. Same thing is true for our businesses. Lack of maintenance in the airline industry means planes crash. Lack of maintenance in a stone shop means your profits crash. We absolutely have to follow. If we're going to make this transition, and when I say this, I don't mean to denigrate or diminish craftsmanship. But the reality is when a craftsman masters his trade or her trade, the demand for that begins to grow, and it's inevitable that a master craftsman will find themselves in the position where the, re the, the customer requirements, the demand from the marketplace for that mastery, for that craft, exceeds the number of hours they have 
to produce it. And so you get to this point where to continue to provide that same level of masterful work, you've got to begin to rely on systems, procedures, processes, checklists, and oversight. Because you as the owner, fellow fabricator, you can't be everywhere at once. And as the CEO of your airline, you have got to know that those countertops are going to get to their final destination correctly the first time. And the way that you do that, when you can't be everywhere at once, when the mastery that you have implemented in your business has now grown your business to the point where it requires more of you, you've got to rely on this kind of an approach to make sure that all of those processes, all of those people, all of that equipment is effectively maintained so you don't have a breakdown that causes either a major disruption or a major catastrophe. And so this is just a little analogy, little word picture. Coming to you live from vacation, the only work I am doing on this entire vacation is recording this episode of the Fab Lab podcast. That's how dedicated I am. My wife even raised her eyebrows. You're doing what? Yeah, I said I am. I got to record the next episode of the Fab Lab podcast. And I'm probably going to record the next episode of the Fab Lab podcast from vacation because it's so important. And in the meantime... Make sure you tune in to the Fab Lab podcast. Make sure you're watching your notifications. Make sure you subscribe so you get the next episode. We're going to continue this discussion on maintenance of our stone shops, on maintaining the business side of our stone shops. But in the meantime, if you'd like to do a routine maintenance check of your business, I want to recommend that you visit AaronCrowley.com. I've put together a stone shop business assessment. It is a 20-point checklist for you to determine how those systems within your company are functioning. You might identify, great, great, great. Oh, here's an aspect of the business we better spend some time maintaining. It's a fantastic insight into how your company is functioning, the four core categories of success that you need to understand and identify and become familiar with. This evaluation tool, this assessment tool is really helpful for you to hone in on areas of your business that may need some attention. While you're there, you can also check out my book, Less Chaos, More Cash. I wrote that about writing procedures within a business. It's actually the three-step process for improving profits and reducing confusion within your small business. So it follows very, very much in line with this airplane methodology for redundancy, for procedures, for checklists, and for oversight. So make sure you check that out. You can download the first three chapters of my book, Less Chaos, More Cash, for free. Get a taste. And if you like it, you can come back and buy a hard back copy of Less Chaos, More Cash. So ladies and gentlemen, as always, I consider this such a privilege to spend this time with you. So glad that you tuned in. I wish you the very best as you continue to build businesses within your stone shop. And I look forward to tuning in next week. And until then, happy fabricating. Happy fabricating.